Hello, and welcome to Off the Leash with Eliza, the pet business coach. Eliza is an entrepreneur, coach, writer, pet industry expert, recovering corporate junkie, and pet mom. After fleeing her 9 to 5 of 30 years, she launched her own pet sitting and dog walking business, growing it from nothing to six-figure revenue and a dozen employees in less than two years. If you love animals and have ever dreamed about making a career out of working with pets, Eliza has your back. She'll give you a practical look at the mechanics of starting and running a pet business, mixed with a no-holds-barred look at the ups, downs, and sideways of making a huge change in your life and finding your true self with a lot of slobbery kisses along the way. Life is short. Don't spend a chain to something that doesn't bring you joy. Here's your host, Eliza, helping you live off the leash. I am excited for today's show because I'm going to be talking to Heather De Jesus of Burton's Bookkeeping. Heather opened Burton's Bookkeeping because she was a high school math teacher for 23 years and she wanted more freedom in her schedule after having her youngest son in her 40s. Bookkeeping and taxes have always been part of her life, but now it's her main job and she loves working with business owners. She helps small business owners who are spending too many frustrating hours staying compliant to the IRS, paying bills, and have too many uncollected invoices. When they work with Heather, they find the bills are paid on time, the cash is flowing, and they run their business like a boss. Hello, Heather, and thank you so much for appearing on Off the Leash. I am so excited to talk to you today, and I'm sure our listeners are too. Can we start by you telling me a little bit about yourself and why you started your business? Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, My business is Burton's Bookkeeping. Um, I am a bookkeeping and tax um, firm. Um, Right now, I'm a sole proprietor, but we are growing. Um, so I started my business because I taught for 20 years as a math teacher. Um, before that I was an accounting major, but I was just a little bit bored with sitting in a cubicle at 22. So I ended up, um, teaching in the summer, like school age kids and fell in love with teaching. Um, so bookkeeping has always been my side and teaching was my full time. So now I've flipped them, which I'm very happy with. But um, we provide um, small business owners with basically keep their cash flowing, their bills paid, and so that they can run their business while we run their books. That's awesome. And to be honest, the teaching sounds a little bit like herding cats. It is (laughs) herding big cats, but yes. (laughs) Yeah, which is right up my alley. Do you have any pets at home? I do. I have a German Shepherd. She's five years old. And we've always had a dog. So What's her name? Her name's Lizzie. Lizzie. Oh, I like that. Yeah. My son named her. The last one was Batman. So this is an improvement. That's definitely (laughs) an improvement. So Heather, can you tell me at what point did you realize that you wanted to start your own business? And honestly, why did you want to? What's your, what's your big why? Well, I, um, during COVID teaching was very hard. Um, even though I had taught for many years, um, after coming back from COVID, the atmosphere was just different. Um, right before COVID, I had a baby in my forties, which was not planned. He was a surprise. It was a wonderful (laughs) surprise, but he was a surprise. Um, so I started feeling really bad because I was leaving my kids so much because he was sick. He went through a series of ear infections and, um, 
I was talking to the one of my bookkeeping clients. She goes, why don't you just do this for a living? And I'm like, oh yeah, right. I'm going to do this for a living. She goes, no, you're good at it. You should be able to do it. Um, so I said, oh, okay, kind of put it off. And then I just started it um, and just started kind of networking and seeing, and my business started to grow. And my deal with myself was if I can get enough income in by June, I would put in my resignation for teaching and take early retirement. And that's exactly what I did. So um, that's kind of how it worked out. And it worked out really well. That is fantastic. As someone who jumped ship from the corporate environment myself to do something Mm -hmm. that, you know, was more flexible, meant more to me and, and really fit better with my lifestyle. I can totally relate to that. And I'm sure our listeners can too. What do you, when you're talking to a business, a small business, what do you like to um, focus on with them? What do you like to share in terms of how they're running their business? Not just the numbers side of it, but how are they running their business? I like to get to know them a little bit. Because, and like, for example, um, I have one client that's very OCD. She wants, she wants to know where the numbers are. She wants to know there. And then I have other clients that could care less. You know what I mean? She just tell me the bottom line. So I kind of try to figure out their personality and what they need from me. So when I first start working with them, I don't, we don't even talk about the numbers at first. I talk about what their needs are. Like, what do they need? Like, um, I have one client who wanted to, um, expand her nonprofit So we talked about how, what does that look like? You know what I mean? So I look and plan with them first before we even talk about the numbers. And then I tell them what, you know, how I can help them because if I'm doing their books, they can, you know, they're free to do other things. So I try to really just get to know them, which is not what most bookkeepers do. Most of the time bookkeepers like, okay, here's the numbers, here's this, here's that. And I guess the teaching part of me is just personable. I need to know them. You know what I mean? I need to know what they need. That is fantastic. I'm a big believer in understanding people's whys. And the why is what keeps them going. It what's what it's what gets them out of out of bed every morning and excited to, you know, go to work and, and do what they do. So it's not just the numbers. Numbers are wonderful, but they are, you know, just a little bit hard to jump right into. So I love your approach. Can you tell me what What's one idea that you think the majority of people get wrong? Um, I think that a lot of people, and I was this person, um, when I started my business, I didn't realize how many hats there were. And I should have coming from a teaching background. I really should have known that. Um, And I realized early on, um, I wish I would have asked for help quicker Um, because we don't know everything in our business. And if we can find people that know it and can help us, it really works out well. That is so, so true. And I think a lot of building on what you said, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, pet entrepreneurs feel like nobody can do it as well as they can. It's their baby and they know it better than anybody else. And because of that, they hesitate, as you said, to reach out Mm -hmm. and really ask for help. And Mm -hmm. the numbers side of it, especially is an area where, most people need help as yeah. a general rule. So how long have you been doing this? Bookkeeping? Yeah. Um, well, I've been doing it since I was 22, 23, because I did have an accounting background and I always helped people um, with their books. I've done taxes for since I was probably 17, since my grandfather decided I was doing them with him. 
Um, but um, as far as full-time, I've been doing this since February. Awesome. That's awesome. And what motivates you to get up in the morning and do this and get going? Um, I'm going to tell you, uh, I, I look at my kids and I, I say, you know what, it is so great that I can make my own schedule. So if when I'm sick, you know, I can go get them. Um, so what motivates me is that I can be, I can be, I don't know how we used to say superwoman. you know, you got it all. <laughs> yep. I mean, but I feel like I can, I can be a great mom so much more by running my business. And plus I'm happy doing it. And that's what gets me. Like, I love getting up. And when I get an email from a client, it's like, they have a problem and I can fix it. I love that. Um, so that's what keeps me motivated. Well, that's terrific. And once you do get up in the morning, what's your morning routine? Well, I'm still working on that because <laughs> it's been, no, no. I mean, it's like a cycle. Um, like right now, um, three days a week, I've been going to the gym just to get myself going and up. And um, after I drop the kids off from school, um, and then I have like, my client work is all structured throughout the, that's, I'm sorry, that's just the structure, you know, that, that is the OCD part of me. I need to know what client I'm working on and when, um, and then time to still make phone calls and things like that during the day and do fun things like this with you. That's fantastic. And I ask that because I'm still working on my own morning routine too. I love the fact that you're doing something physical for yourself. I'm mm -hmm. trying to incorporate, for example, more. Uh, mental health uh, mm -hmm. activities in the morning. I started a meditation practice. So it starts to get a little bit busy in my mornings, uh, or it is starting to get a little bit busy, but it's so important to get going right. It is. Well, here's a good one. What is the most embarrassing moment of your life so far? Not to say there won't be more embarrassing moments. Oh, I'm sure there will up be. Until now, um, what, what, was, what was embarrassing? I think the most embarrassing moment that I've had over the last couple of years was just, um, I was a sergeant in the military. And so I should be able to, you know, take things in stride and whatever. Um, I had, while I was pregnant, we had a student that started crying and normally I can departmentalize like so well. And I was in front of a group of students and I don't know what happened, but like this kid just got into my brain and I started crying in the middle of like 35 teenagers. Oh my goodness. It's not a good thing, especially <laughs> when you're known as the tough teacher. Yeah. Um, to the point that a kid ran out of the room to go get the principal because he thought I was having a mental breakdown. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> and it was just that's when I found out I was pregnant. So I did not know at the time I was pregnant. But um okay. so I would say that was very embarrassing because I was always known as the teacher that, you know, like was tough, you know, like they could, yeah. you know, I don't think any of them ever saw me cry until that day. Oh so. my gosh. <laughs> These poor traumatized children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you tell me what the, in your business, um, I talk to people a lot about setting boundaries. So can you tell me about in your business, what's the most important boundary you've set for you in your business? Um, my boundary is that I do not work between the hours of three and five. Um, that's when I get my kids. That's when I get dinner ready for my family. I have, I put that in really early because I want to make sure that I spend that quality time with my boys because before I know it, I mean, I have a 16 year old and a four-year-old before I know it, the 16 year old will be out of the house and the four-year-old will be 16. So, um, I just love the fact that I can, you know, they come home, they're always starving. I don't know what it is with boys. They're always hungry. Um, so 
we, um, so I cooked dinner pretty early. Um, and they, so that time is that time to prepare for them and just spend those two hours with them every day. I make up for it at night, you know, like as far as later in the day, but those are the two hours that I put into place that I said, you know, if I'm going to be able to stay home and work my own hours, I'm going to make those two, those two hours a priority every day. That's fantastic. I love that you're setting aside, setting aside time for you and your family and sticking to that, that boundary. All right. So you were nice enough to tell me your most embarrassing moment. What is your proudest moment? Um, I honestly think my proudest moment was when I got my master's degree. And I'm going to tell you why I was the first one in my family to get it, to, to get a degree period. Um, but the second was the fact that my grandfather was there oh. and just to see him, um, be so proud of me, you know, to say, you know, and I, I purposely made sure that I was under my maiden name, which is Burton, which is why I also named my business Burton under, after two of the men in my family that taught me everything I know about finances. Um, but I think that would be my proudest moment because he was able to attend. That is so cool. What superpower do you wish you had? You know, it's funny I, that you say that. Someone told me that they had the superpower of being a human calculator. I need that one. <laughs> like, I need that superpower. <laughs> See, I, like I, would, I would counter that with, but we have calculators. Why would you waste a superpower on something yeah, you know, we, we have and can like sit on our cool, desk? But doesn't it just sound like a cool superpower to be able to just do numbers in your head? Like, Yeah, it does. <laughs> especially as a bookkeeper. Um, but I, I really wish that I could... Um, I love to motivate people. And I guess I wish my superpower was to motivate those that I see that when they get down on themselves, just to be that motivation that they need, you know, I wish you could just like do a wand and give it to them. That, you're, you're right. That, that one, I think that one trumps the human calculator. That's a, that's a really good one. Calculator just sounds but cool. <laughs> you don't have to just have one superpower. So why not have both? Exactly. Well, Heather, I've really enjoyed talking to you. I have two more questions. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you really want to say to our audience before we close out? Um, the only thing I would say is don't wait too long to ask for help. If your books are in dismay, they might not be as bad as you think they are. Um, and just ask for help in anything that you need and don't struggle. There's so many pe wonderful people out there that I've met in this business world so far that just care and want to be helpful. So that don't is, be afraid to ask. That is fantastic. And that is so true. All those pet sitters, dog walkers, and pet business owners out there get into this field because they love animals. They are natural caregivers. And some and of them so are very needed. good at numbers. They're so needed. Good. They are so needed. Making your pet with someone. I am so blessed to have the person I have that watches my dog when we're gone exactly. and I can't imagine not having her. <laughs> so. Exactly. And and personally, I want my pet sitter and dog walker to not have to worry about their numbers. I exactly. want them to understand them. I want businesses to understand them, but asking for help with them and keeping your business business healthy financially just means that you're able to go out there and be that 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 caregiver for pets all mm -hmm. over the all over your area. And I just I I love that idea and I appreciate that you help them with that. So Heather, where can people go to learn more about you? Well, they could, um, I have the website burtonsbookkeeping.com 
Um, you can find out everything there. But I'm also on Facebook and on LinkedIn and Alignable. So all you got to do is search my name. If you can't spell De Jesus, put Burton's bookkeeping in. Um, <laughs> just make sure you do the S <laughs> because there is another Burton bookkeeping in Texas. But um, yeah, and if not, I mean, my phone number, my email's here. Please, you know, reach out. So if you need it. Awesome. Well, Heather's, uh, Heather's notes, those links that, she, links that she mentioned will be in our show notes. And I want to thank Heather. You've been so wonderful. We've loved hearing from you. And uh, we love that you're out there helping small pet business owners know their numbers and be able to spend their time with their furry clients instead. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I've really enjoyed it. When you go to the market, you don't put one of everything in your cart. You only need some things. You pick and choose only the items you need. It's similar when you start a business. You need all kinds of documents, things like forms, policies, templates, procedures, and agreements. You may have some of these already and just need a few to fill in the gaps. You may be just starting out and need all of these. I've created a document marketplace to get you going quickly with exactly what you need. Find affordable, important for your business documents that you can customize to your company at www.thepetbusinesscoach.dog forward slash document dash marketplace forward slash. This link will be available to you on the show notes as well. Don't waste time reinventing the wheel writing documents from scratch. Check out the Document Marketplace today for your business. That's our episode for today. I'd also like to invite you to join your peers in the pet business community by joining our Facebook group. Just search for The Pet Business Academy to find a place where you can connect with other pet business professionals. You can also find me, The Pet Business Coach, on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and if you did, I'd love it if you'd leave me a review on whatever platform you're tuning in on. And if you're ready to take the plunge and launch your own pet business, or if you feel stagnated and want to take your existing pet business to the next level, then reach out to me for a free coaching session at tpbc.dog. That stands for The Pet Business Coach, tpbc.dog. And finally, links for all of these resources and any mentioned in the show can be found on the show notes page by going to the episode website on your phone, scrolling to the bottom, and clicking on the show notes link. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, you always have a choice. Don't forget to choose happiness. Are you wondering if a pet business is right for you? Are you feeling lost or overwhelmed in your pet business and don't know who to turn to? Do you want to start doing something you love and living your life off the leash? Eliza can help. She offers a four-hour one-on-one coaching package for working through complex questions or developing strategic and tactical plans for your business. This package can be used as you need it over two months in 30 or 60 minute increments to give you time to digest and act on what you learn. Eliza also offers 30 or 60 minute single sessions to help you get answers to your quick or less complex issues or questions. Book a free 20 minute coaching call with Eliza today at www.tpbc.com.
dot-dog. And in the meantime, don't forget to check out Eliza's tools and templates to help you move your business forward. You can find them on our website at www.thepetbusinesscoach.dog. Have a pawsome week and join us for the next episode of Off the Leash.